Hello and welcome to Your Employment Matters. I'm Beverly Williams and I'm here to help you navigate your career. This is for anyone who's searching for their dream job or promotion, or perhaps you're just looking to hang on to the job you have. Today's work environments are multi-generational, multi-religious, multinational, multiracial, and multi-gender and multi-gender identity. Add market disruptors like Amazon and Lyft, along with the addition of AI, and it's easy to see why finding and keeping a job is such a challenge. Employment success and even employment survival depend on your ability to adapt. That's why my goal for this 30-minute podcast is to first advocate embracing change and differences, and second, to encourage you to proactively assume responsibility for your career. Get your work week off to a good start by listening to Your Employment Matters every Monday. Find out how to own your career and get the best practices for making your employment matter. The Great Resignation what to consider before you use the leverage you may or may not have. A recent Washington Post article by Eli Rosenberg reports that, quote, a record number of workers are quitting jobs empowered by new leverage. According to the article, people sense more opportunity and better pay. Now, jobs in the hospitality, healthcare, and social assistance industries were identified in that article as those heavily affected. And I've read some other accounts that identify jobs in the construction industry also as being at risk. Now, whether or not you have leverage depends on many things. It depends on your skill set. It depends on whether you have a job and how you're performing on that job and whether your employer values the contribution that you make. It depends on a lot of factors. But whether you have a job and you're going to quit it to Accept a position that you've been offered so that you're going from one job immediately to another, or whether you're leaving the job you currently have without having secured new employment, or whether you were unemployment before the pandemic and you're unemployed now, you need to do, at least in my opinion, Due diligence. There are things that you need to do, steps that you need to take. Now, where do I think you should begin? First and foremost, before you make any decision about changing employment, assess your situation, especially your financial situation. Do you have the financial wherewithal that is savings? cash, money, assets that will allow you to be unemployed for any period of time. Now, obviously, this is especially for the person who's leaving a current position 
and just leaving without having secured new employment? Can you afford to stay, be without employment? How long can you afford to be without employment? What is the likelihood based on your skill set, based on your talents, based on the likelihood that you'll find a job within a certain period of time? How long can you exist? How long can you fare without employment? Now, whether you have a job and you're going to another job or you don't have a job, networking is critical. And we're going to talk a little about that later. In fact, we're going to talk a lot about that because from my perspective, that will help you get a job quicker than a lot of other things. The other thing that's very important, no matter what your situation is, you have to remain positive. You may not get answers to your questions. You may not get responses to the resumes you submit, the applications you submit, the job descriptions you respond to. It doesn't mean that you're not qualified if you meet the minimum qualifications and you have the requisite skill set. It may mean that they've been overwhelmed with applications. They, it may mean that they've already filled the position. It may mean that they've interviewed someone else and they are more likely to hire that person. There are all kinds of factors that may be at play and you shouldn't feel diminished or minimized because you have not received responses to your applications. So always remain positive. And the last thing I'm going to suggest to you, and by no means, the on, these are not the only things for you to consider. These are just four. And in the interest of time, these are the four I'm going to focus on. I want you to position yourself to soar. S-O-A-R. And I'll go into that further. Now, you've assessed your situation, your finances, you know how much you how much you have saved, you know how much that it will cost to live, you know what your expenses are. You are not leaving your job unless you feel secure in the fact that you can take care of yourself until you get another job. Now, what you need, though, is a plan. Now, I'm an organized person. I don't always have a plan, at least not a written plan. But I find, especially when I have a lot to do, that if I make a list of what I have to do or want to do, I can execute against that list. If I make a list the night before of the things I want to achieve, the goals, the tasks I want to accomplish the next day, I find that even if I don't have the, the list next to me, I remember what I've written, what I've typed, and I just tick it off as I go. But if I have it with me, I can do it even faster. Now, what I say to you is this, it's better to have and not need than to need and not have. Why don't you try it? You may think you don't need a plan. You may think you don't need to write things down or type things down. Can't hurt. Try it. Now, one of the plans you need, because, oh, did I, 
neglect to tell you, you'll probably need more than one plan. The first plan I think you should have is a career plan. A career plan that will help you chart your path on your employment journey. And that's what the plan, the career plan is. It's your chart, how the steps you're going to take to get from point A to point B. One of the things that you do as you prepare your career plan, you conduct a self-assessment. Now, there are online tools that some are free, some are cost. I suggest that you proceed cautiously. There's no need in breaking the bank. You need to find out what you like to do, what you're good at, what your skills and talents indicate that you would be successful doing. You also want an assessment that can help you identify the kind of personality you have. You want to heighten your self-awareness. You want to, you want to know or have a better sense of how people perceive you, what they think of you, so that you have a better sense of how you're coming across to people. You also want to conduct a needs analysis. It's important that you know what you need from a job, from employment. What do you need? Are you looking for a job to make you happy? And if you are, ask yourself if that's a reasonable objective. Ask yourself whether it's likely that a job will make you happy. I don't know. Your needs are important. What do you need from a job? Do you need a job that makes you feel that you're contributing? to the greater good? Do you need a job that helps combat global warming? Do you need a job that helps you feel that you're contributing to the betterment of the human population? If that's what you need, you're not likely to work for a company that doesn't have those goals as part of its mission statement. So you have research to do. But keep in mind, just as important as your needs are, the company's needs are important also. What does the company need from its employees? Reliability, being punctual, being ethical, being accountable. Those are attributes that a company might expect from its employees. Now, assuming you find a job, you may not have it, but you're doing your career plan. What short-term goals do you have? When I say short-term, I mean one to two years. Where do you want to see yourself in one to two years? What do you want to have accomplished career-wise in one to two years? Do you want to acquire additional training? Do you want to expand your network and your contacts with people? Do you want to volunteer more? That's a way of meeting people, new people. What are your short-term goals? You should identify them so that you can see whether you're working toward accomplishing them. There are long-term goals that need to be identified, in my opinion. Where do you see yourself 
in three to five years? Do you want to be promoted in three to five years? What have you done in furtherance of that goal? Have you talked to your supervisor to find out what it would take for you to be promoted? If you haven't been promoted, have you talked to your supervisor about why? And so that you have information, useful information that will help you improve. This, whether you're going to leave the job or not, is information that may be valuable to you. Now, you also need a strategic plan. How are you going to execute your career plan? How do you move forward? You talk to your supervisor. You talk to other executives. Perhaps you gain a, you, you obtain a mentor that can help you, someone who can help you navigate the business that you're in and help you make informed, balanced decisions about how to move forward in your career. Now, what do you do if there are missteps, if you make mistakes? You own it. You face them head on. For example, suppose someone, while you were looking for a job, you were networking and someone was helpful to you and introduced you to someone who got you an interview with a company that you were really interested in. You didn't get the job, but you made a a very important contact and you felt good about that, but you neglected to thank the person. Quite frankly, you run into the person You don't even recognize them. It's COVID. He's put on some weight. He's got a a beard. You just, you, you didn't recognize him, but he recognized you. And he speaks to you and you're blank. You don't know him from Adam. At least you don't think you do. And you can tell from the expression on the man's face that he is hurt. And he moves on as discreetly as possible. It comes to you when you get home who the person was, what he did for you, and how you neglected to to thank him appropriately. What do you do? You either send an email or make a phone call. So-and-so, I'm so sorry. I, you know, with COVID and everything else that's going on, I have some personal issues. I didn't, I wasn't really paying attention. I'm so sorry. And I owe you an, another apology. I neglected to thank you. I should have at least texted you my thanks, but please forgive me. How have you been? That way you have corrected to the best of your ability, you have corrected the misstep. Don't ignore it. It'll come back to bite you many times. Now, what about a transition plan? Say you need to decide whether to go or whether to stay with your employee with your current employer. How do you decide that? Well, you figure out, make a list. What are the factors to consider? Do you like going to work in the morning? Now, forget that if you're not a morning person and you don't want to get up and go to work, period, forget that. How do you feel when you get up and you go to work? Do you like the people you work with? Do you like the environment? Do you like what you're doing? How do you feel about what you're doing? As far as pay is concerned, no one, most people don't feel that they're compensated adequately, but is there possibility for upward mobility? 
might you get a promotion if you continue down the same path? You have to decide whether to go or whether to stay. And those are just some of the factors that you might consider. Now, early on, I told you that we would talk about networking. From my perspective, networking is the GPS to employment success. The more people you know, the more likelihood you are to get a job. That is if you impress people with your communication skills, your appearance, your approach. All that goes into compiling or composing your personal brand. Now, there's a quotation I, I, I want to read to you. Reveal not every secret you have to a friend. For how can you tell but that friend may hereafter become an enemy? And bring not all mischief you are able to upon an enemy, for he may one day become your friend. Saadi Shirazi, who was a poet who lived from 1184 to 1291. Sometimes you have to keep your own counsel. Sometimes a friend can become an enemy or a frenemy. Sometimes people are not always in your corner, but many times people are willing to help others find employment because they know that's our lifeblood. That allows us to take care of ourselves, to take care of our loved ones, and to be constructive members of society and make a contribution to the world at large. Now, networking, it's multifaceted, especially in today's world, in this this COVID environment. Social media, virtual interviews, face-to-face live interactions. Social media is critical. Very important, but please don't forget the human factor. Live, in-person, face-to-face meetings, meetups, conferences allows people to evaluate you. It's like, how does, in my mind, I say, okay, that person stepped to me. I, they don't know me. Why would they be that familiar? Friendly is one thing. Being too familiar is something else. You want to come across as a professional. You want to come across as someone who the person might recommend, as a person that anyone would want to work with, who would want on their team. You also want to expand your network. That's why it's important that you be active. It's intentional. Meeting people is intentional. Volunteer. Speak to people that you meet. Smile. Greet people in a friendly, pleasant way. Speak to loved ones, parents in a pleasant way. They may help you. You need to make the most of the contacts you have and intentionally move forward 
to expand that network. You want to also adopt the Boy Scout motto, be prepared. You want to have your resume at the ready. If it's on your phone, if you can email it, if it's not on the phone, if it's in, if you have a hard copy in your car, give it to them. If you can carry it with you in a breast pocket, put it, fold it in an envelope and put the envelope in your breast pocket. You need to be ready. You also, to be ready, you also need to have mastered the social graces. Polite, pleasant, two Ps that you can never go wrong with. If you're going into a, a building and there's a person, male or female, doesn't matter, you can hold the door open. They may remember that. You can say, have a nice day. They may remember that. If you don't know what the social graces are, go online and Google etiquette or go to a bookstore or an online outlet and Google etiquette and see what comes up. It's important that you know how to conduct yourself in professional situations. Because I'm going to tell you, ignorance of the rules will not excuse you. If you have lunch with someone, say someone's, you're having lunch with a friend and the friend's father, and you just wolf down your food without, and you're talking while you're eating, that's going to leave an impression. That's not what you do. And if you don't know that you don't do that, then you need a book on etiquette. All your networking activities should be continuous and often. That means every day. That means whenever you see people, you should always, always remember to send a thank you email or e-card to anyone or even a snap by snail mail, a thank you to anyone who's done you a kindness even if it's recommending a book that might help you with your interviewing skills, you have no idea how that will distinguish you from others who are looking for employment. And, you know, people say, oh, well, you want to differentiate yourself. I'm telling you, being different is not enough. You want to distinguish yourself. You want to be set above, out to the hinterlands. The other people, they can't touch the hem of your garment. You are nailing it. You want to leave that kind of impression. You also want to create a win-win situation with when you're networking, if you can. You're going to have to be creative because usually people who are looking for a job don't have a lot of money to spend. So you can't take people out to lunch, but you might be able to buy them a cup of coffee or a cup of tea. You may be able to help them with their social media activities. Think of something that you can do for someone who's done something for you so that it's not a one-sided exchange. It's a win-win. You get something, they get something. And as I said, don't ever forget to send the thank you. Now, social media is important, as I said, but it can be a blessing or a curse. And that depends on how you've conducted your business before you started looking for a job. 
you have to ask yourself, is there anything out there in the digital atmosphere that could hurt me? See if there is, you need to do a Google search to see what comes up. But if that is not thorough enough, you may need uh, more expert help to identify any problems on your dig- with your digital footprint and see if you can rectify them. And if you can't, and you may not be able to, then you have to come up with the explanation of why it's out there that you try to eliminate it. Uh, whatever's out there was done when you were young. That's not the person you are now. But you may have to own it because it's going to, um, it's likely to come up. Now, it's, sometimes it's difficult to know when to use uh, social media and texting and, and when to use another met- method of communication. Don't make the mistake of thinking that older people are not technologically savvy. Even I can do some things that I surprise myself, but I'm not going to tell you that I'm a technocrat. I'm not good at it at all, but I do surprise myself sometimes. Don't jump to conclusions about people who are not in your age demographic. You need to find out, and that will take work, but it's worth the effort. Now, when I say to use social media wisely. I mean, before you hit send or you push the button, ask yourself, when I have children, am I going to want them to see this? Am I going to want them to read this? Am I going to want them to know that their parent engaged in this kind of behavior? Think of that. Take a beat. Ask yourself. Now, you're going to need social media for research, you know, you may, you're going to research the company, you're going to research the person that may be interviewing you. You may use it to identify someone that you're interested in meeting so that you can get the background on the person. So social media has, um, has a wealth of benefits. You just have to make sure that you use it judiciously. You don't want to post questionable material like pictures and messages on social media sites. You don't want to put anything on social media that you wouldn't want any uh, recruiter or supervisor or interviewer to see. I don't know how plainer, how much plainer to put it. If you don't, if you're not sure, then you need to ask somebody whose opinion you trust. Now, Mastering networking is important, but during COVID and probably for the foreseeable future, mastering virtual networking is as important as live in-person networking. LinkedIn is critical. Use LinkedIn to, as I said, research interviewers, recruiters, Find out about the company because usually businesses have LinkedIn pages, websites, Facebook pages, Twitter accounts, Instagram accounts. You have to master it all. And if you don't, 
find somebody, a friend or family member who will help you and you can become proficient in navigating social media platforms to your advantage. Now, the other thing you want to do while you're net, because you're going to be out networking, communicating, talking to people, you want to develop what I call a marketing pitch because you are the products you're marketing. You want to talk about who you are, what you've done, what your attributes are, what you can do for an employer. What can you do for the employer? It's not so much what the employer can do for you. The person you're interviewing, if that's the person that you would be reporting to if you got the job, then that's the person you want to impress. I will make your job easier. I will be what you need to get the job done. I will, I will get in front of the issues. I will do due diligence, whatever it takes. You have to think about it, come up with a cohesive, cogent plan and practice it. Practice, practice, practice until it can be delivered seamlessly. Your marketing pitch should become second nature to you. Like it should flow off your tongue, like whatever your parents' names are. Now, you also want to create a networking database. That's critical. You want to be able to access that easily without a problem. So I said before, you want to take advantage of every opportunity to connect with people, volunteer, sports, sporting events, community events, think outside the box, talk to people, maybe start a job hunting group. As long as it's not people who are looking for the same type of job that you are looking for. Now, please, please, please don't make the mistake of relying on one form of networking. You need to use old school and new school networking together. That's the most effective approach. Now that we've talked about networking for a while, let's talk about what do you do? Are you embarrassed to tell people or are you too proud to tell people that you're looking for a job? You have to think about that because I'm telling you, I interviewed someone from my podcast and the story he tells is a, just an inspirational story. Simply put, he asked a stranger he sat next to on a plane if he would help him because he didn't have a job. He was looking for a job. He's a professional athlete who had been cut from a team. And he asked this man if he would help him. And the man asked him, how can I help? That one question changed the trajectory of that young man's life. So don't be embarrassed and don't be too proud. Tell people you're looking for a job. Tell them what you can do. Tell them what your attributes are. Look them in the eye and stand tall. Be proud. You're not begging. You're asking for help. Quite simply, you can't afford to be proud. Now, if you decide to leave, let me tell you, you may be tempted. You may be tempted to tell people who may not have been 
kind to you, who may not have treated you the way they should have, you may want to tell them what they can do for you. Don't do it. Now, I was in that position at one time, long ago and far away. I got another job, a better job, and I was going to tell my boss what I thought of him and how he could get to where I wanted him to go with my foot strategically placed. Well, someone came to me and said, I know what you're planning to do. Don't do it. Don't ever do that. You never know where life's going to take you. And for some reason, I listened. And I don't, I don't usually, I don't always, now I can't say I don't usually, I don't always listen when I get advice. But for some reason, this person I respected and I listened. And like that, that guy on the plane, listening to that person changed the trajectory of my life because the person I was going to give a piece of my mind to about three or four years later contacted me about a job that changed the trajectory of my life. I made substantially more money and embarked upon a career that I enjoy to this day. So please, don't burn bridges. If you decide to leave, leave in a professional fashion, leave with a smile on your face, thanking people for what they've done for you. Do not leave a trail of negative feelings. Remember the importance of leaving on a positive note, because if you do, and if you have added value where you've worked, a former employer may want to rehire you. Now, we're going to end with positioning yourself to soar. I saw a film, a documentary on PBS a few years back. It was called Soar, and it was about two sisters who were dancers. One of the sisters was a quadriplegic. Yes, she had no legs. She was a dancer. They were dancers as well as choreographers. They composed dances. I thought to myself, I can't do that. For some reason, it really, it hit me. And I said, you know, everyone needs to soar. They need to try to soar. I was just mesmerized by these sisters, obviously, especially the one with the disability. So in my mind, SOAR, S-O-A-R. S stands for sharing, sharing your skills and knowledge with others, others who don't look like you, others who are older than you, others you may not like, but others who may have knowledge that will benefit you. S also stands for seeking information rather than affirmation. Don't look for someone to tell you how fabulous you are. Seek out people who will provide information and make you better. 
make you a better employee, a better son or daughter, a better person, a more informed, a better informed person. O stands for operating throughout your life and your career with integrity and dignity. That sh- those attributes should be part of your personal brand and how people describe you. O also stands for opening your mind and keeping your mind open to change new ideas and new people and keeping it open. A stands for acquiring information, acquiring information and knowledge. Soak it up, soak it up wherever it comes. It expands your horizons. It gives you more to think about. A also stands for assuming responsibility for your career and its development. Don't expect someone else to pay more attention and be more invested in furthering your career than you are. If you do, you will be left behind. R stands for respect the rights of others. My father used to say that to me when I was growing up, and I always remembered it. R stands for remember. Remember those people who are important to you, your family, your friends, your loved ones. Remember the people, your bridges over troubled waters, the people who helped you across those bridges. And remember, nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity. Don't miss the opportunity that may be presented It may not look like an opportunity, but don't say no to things. If you're not sure, say, let me think about it and get back to you. Don't say no. It may be your golden opportunity that changes the trajectory of your life. Don't be fooled by the great resignation. Make sure that if you decide to leave your job, that you position yourself to be successful moving forward. I hope this has been helpful. Please leave a review on iTunes or Spotify, and please let me know if there are topics you'd like for me to address. I'm still gathering guests to be interviewed. I'm very pleased with the quality and caliber of the guests I've had so far. I've learned a lot. I hope you have too. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time. Thanks for listening to Your Employment Matters with Beverly Williams. If you found this podcast helpful, please subscribe and leave a review. I truly appreciate your support and that helps other listeners find the podcast. If you have a comment, question, or suggestion, you can reach me at bawilliams at youremploymentmatters.com. My book, Get the Job Done, is available on amazon.com and barnesandnoble.com. Please join me again next week. Until then, remember to embrace change and differences.
This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.